You might have found out that the United States was doing conducting airstrikes in Yemen and might have been scratching your head wondering why. Well, over the last 10 days, the Biden regime has been conducting these airstrikes, and they've left a lot of us kind of questioning what's really going on here. Ultimately, though, they say this is meant to deter the Houthi uh, terrorist organization, which, if you might recall, back in 2021, they actually took off the terror list, but now they just put them back on and they're saying it's all related to Iran. It's all quite confusing, being that the Biden regime has not specifically given us any details. And recently this weekend, in case you missed it, I'm sure you did, because many of you probably don't read the Washington Post, but the Washington Post actually had a really good quote about this that I think is worthy of your attention. And I would rarely tell you that too. It goes like this. Officials say they don't expect the operation will stretch for years like previous wars, like Iraq, Afghanistan, and Syria, but they do acknowledge the fact that there's really no end date in sight. And that was in the Washington Post, folks. So it was interesting to see all this because obviously many of you are probably wondering what the heck are we doing in Yemen and why are we connecting these airstrikes alongside the UK? I know I was, and uh, unfortunately, we're not really hearing much again from the Biden administration. Joe Biden himself, the president, has not come out in front of the American people and kind of given us a plan about all of this. I want to bring in a U.S. senator who might have some insight to share with us. Let's bring in U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville. He's from the great state of Alabama. He also serves on the Senate Committee of Veterans Affairs. Senator, thank you for jumping on with us today. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, so a lot of us are scratching our heads wondering why the United States is conducting these airstrikes in Yemen. Now, the Biden administration hasn't really told us much. Now, you as a U.S. Senator, you're probably privy to a little bit more information. Have they spoken with you guys and given you some kind of insight into all of this and what the strategic plan is here? Well, this administration doesn't communicate much with anybody. They just, and they don't do a whole lot either, by the way, but you have to understand Yemen. Yemen is a, is a country uh, that is kind of like two sides. Uh, and the southern side, if you look at it in a map, it's on the right side, it, where all the oil wells are at, it's, it's a peaceful side of Yemen. They want, they want democracy, they want uh, freedom, uh, they don't want all these wars. And on the other side, the side that touches the Red Sea uh, and is on the side of Africa, where our ships and boats have to go through for, for trade, uh, the Houthis can have controlled that for several years. Now, they've been attacking Saudi Arabia, I don't know for how many years, but you have to remember this, the Houthis are just a terrorist group funded by Iran. They're no different than Hamas. They're no different from Hezbollah. And, and as we speak, what they're doing, they're trying to help Hamas with slowing down supplies and things going through the Red Sea, through the Suez Canal uh, to Israel. And so anybody that's from the West, anybody from the United States, they basically are sending these cheap missiles and these, these cheap drones at these ships and we're able to knock them down. So uh, after a while, I don't know why uh, Joe Biden waited this, this long, but after a while, after all these attacks that we had on ships, finally they struck back. But they do everything uh, halfway. Uh, if you're going to do it, let's go do it. If you're going to go into Yemen and attack the, uh, the uh, Houthis, go after them. And let's get this thing done. But they kind of draw it out. They're afraid they're going to make Iran mad because Iran supports all these terrorist groups. 
Yeah, and the experts I've spoken to say that the Biden administration could be doing more. They believe that more sanctions should be in order on, on the Houthi uh, terrorist organization, and, and that where they're listing them now and categorizing them now, that that's really just the bare minimum. What more do you think the Biden administration should be doing right now? Well, we got to put more more pressure on Iran. Uh, you wouldn't again. You wouldn't have Hamas. You wouldn't have Hezbollah. You wouldn't have the Houthis if you didn't have the funding that came from Iran. And you got to remember this. When President Trump came out of office, he had put so many sanctions on Iran, they were almost broke. Their citizens were suffering. Their government was suffering. They were below $5 billion, which is very little to run a country their size. Now, after Joe Biden has come in, lifted all these sanctions, they're above $100 billion to the good in the bank. And they are supporting all these terrorist groups all over the Middle East that are attacking not just us, but other Western countries. So uh, it's going to be a huge problem. It's all started with the Biden administration. Uh, their, their appeasement, their soft approach, no sanctions, uh, afraid to make anybody mad. Pulling out of Afghanistan the way they did has caused so many problems all over the world. You can't count the wars that are going on now from Pakistan to China to Iran, to Taiwan. I mean, they're, they're everywhere. And it's caused by this administration. Yeah, yeah, it is. And a lot of Americans are deeply concerned. In fact, it's it's it would be comical to say, remember when the when Democrats were out there and they were worried about President Donald Trump and they say, oh, he's going to start World War Three. Well, it looks like it's the other guy who's doing that right now, unfortunately. And and no one's really giving him fair criticism besides, you know, conservatives and Republicans are. But on his own side, they just seem to be letting him letting him go and, and continue on like this. I want to talk about something that happened yesterday. We got the ruling down from the Supreme Court regarding Texas and, and laying out their uh, razor fencing, their razor wires along the Eagle Pass, uh, Eagle Pass border. It looks like the Supreme Court, obviously, 5-4 ruling doesn't favor the razor wiring. And it looks like Texas is going to have to figure out a new way to defend themselves from this invasion. Uh, your reaction to the Supreme Court's ruling in that situation, that ruling? Well, you know, I, I'm not a, a lawyer, but I can read the Constitution. Mm -hmm. And I think it's Article 4, Section 4, where it says that states can control their own borders. They can control in, uh, invasions, and they do, they are doing that. Texas has had enough of it. They're being overrun. This is not immigration as we know it. Uh, immigration is when people come legally, uh, apply for citizenship, come here either for a work visa or whatever. We're getting overrun. I've been down there several times, and this is embarrassing, but it's all by design by the Biden administration for one thing. They don't care how much it's cost, which has cost us over $400 billion, by the way, by the American taxpayers' money to take care of these people and growing. It's about getting votes. It's about power. And, uh, you know, we're supposedly working on some kind of border bill up here as we speak, but they're not going to go by the, by the law. If they just went by the laws on the books right now as we speak, Brianna, we would not have a be, we would not be having this problem, but they refuse to go by the Constitution. They refuse to go by the laws. And now when Texas tries to do something, they said, no, 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 we're going to go to the Supreme Court. I can't believe uh, these two Republican uh, uh, judges voted against Texas. I mean, it just you got to be able to control your borders or you have no state or you have no country.
Exactly. That's the part in all of this that's concerning. I mean, Texas has a bunch of other legal battles going on with this administration. And if they couldn't even win this one, that's the part that's really concerning. So ultimately now, Border Patrol agents could cut those wires and the razor wires and just allow these illegal migrants to flood in. And Eagle, Eagle Pass has been completely overtaken by these illegal migrants. And you really have to feel for the officials in that area and the residents, too, because there's not much they could do when the Supreme Court doesn't back their right to be able to defend themselves. Uh, last, well, I guess it was, this was a couple of weeks ago. We covered this story, too, and, and I see that now you're doing something about it. So I wanted to bring our audience's attention to it. Uh, we discussed how the VA was working and helping illegal aliens get health care services. And when we reached out to the VA, they downplayed it a little bit. They did state that they were helping them. Uh, get re the, the DHS and, and ICE get reimbursed. But ultimately, that's not what reports, according to Fox News, were, were saying. So you've worked on a new proposal. And ultimately, it's there's no VA resources for a Legal Aliens Act. You're looking to put an end to all of this, Senator. Can you please give us some information regarding this proposal? Yeah, thanks for bringing this up, Brianna. Nobody, very few people uh, understand what's going on, why it's going on. Even uh, people that work here in Washington, D.C., senators and congressmen, I guess they're busy doing something else. But the veterans are some of the most important people here. We're all important. Uh, every American citizen taxpayer is important. And we want everybody deserves great health care, but nobody more than the veterans. I'm on the VA committee. We have spent billions of dollars trying to help the veterans. We have 19 million veterans as we speak in our country. We can only treat 9 or 10 million because we don't have the facilities. So what we've done is we, in the rural areas, we put what we call community care systems out in the rural areas where if you're a veteran and you're, you have something wrong with you, you don't have to drive three hours to a VA. And so it's the best, and it's the right thing to do. We need to take care of our veterans. Well, just because Joe Biden said he's president and he, by executive order, he says, hey, we need to help these illegals. Uh, so we've got these new community care systems. Let's just let them use it. Let's let them, let's treat uh, uh, these uh, illegals with health care. So what happened? It kicked the veterans at the back of the line. The lines are just as long again. It's wrong. The American people need to know this. We're going to keep harping about this. But I've got this bill that Schumer won't bring to the floor saying, hey, don't spend money on illegal health care and take veterans and kick them to the back of the line. It's wrong. And and again, it's just one of many, many things that this administration is doing for other people outside our borders instead of the people in this country. Yeah, it's disturbing. I mean, even in the state of New York, they were throwing out veterans out of shelters to make, way, way, to make way for these illegals. And that is just the most un-American thing I've ever seen. And I think most Americans, regardless of their political affiliation, are seeing this now as the issue that we've been warning about for quite some time now. Speaking about warning, too, I want to talk about Secretary Anthony Blinken. He's finally discussing fentanyl and the dangers of fentanyl here in the United States. We're going to play a quick soundbite, and I'd like to get your reaction on the end of this. Uh, the single number one killer of Americans, age 18 to 49, uh, and really let this sink in, the, the number one killer of Americans 18 to 49 is fentanyl, synthetic opioid. Not car accidents, not guns, not cancer, a synthetic opioid, fentanyl. Now, the way that's evolved, as you know, over the years, is that instead of China exporting fentanyl itself, which it stopped doing, its companies were exporting the chemical ingredients, the precursors, that were then synthesized into fentanyl, typically in Mexico, came into the United States and did terrible damage to our people. 
uh, a year ago, this fentanyl that we seized, that we seized, not the totality of what's out there, that we seized, was enough to kill every single American citizen. Senator, what took so long? Because we waited for quite some time for to get the administration to admit this crisis that we're in. You, you can't make this up, Brianna. It's been, I've been up here three years. Ever since this administration got in, you can't get one Democrat to talk about the border. You can't get them to talk about the human trafficking. You can't get them to talk about the fentanyl that's killing 100,000 people a year. It's an election year, Brianna. It's an election year. Now they want to talk about it. Now they want to do something about the border. They say they do. They really don't. Uh, they want to do something about uh, the drugs. They say they do. They really don't. You can't, if you brought a fentanyl bill up on the floor today and said, listen, we're going to ban fentanyl from this country. We're going to stop it at the border. We're going to put anything it, it takes to, to stop it. You would not get one Democrat to vote for that bill. They say they would, but they wouldn't vote for it. They could care less. All they want to do is get reelected and maintain power to run this country in the ground, make it a more globalist country and do these asinine things like uh, EV cars, uh, do away with farming because of climate change. You cannot make this up. You can't, you can't. And I always joke, but the news cycle kind of has become so easy to report on with just this administration because it's just so crazy and it's unbelievable at times. Uh, it's hard to tell if this is a real headline or a Babylon Bee article sometimes. I, I really can't tell these days. It's unfortunate. Senator, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate everything you do and holding the line in the Senate. Thank you. We wanted to bring you a heartbreaking update on a story we discussed last week. Sadly, two Navy SEALs have been declared deceased. These individuals right here on your screen sadly lost their lives last week. It came after a nighttime raid near Somalia. This is Special Warfare Operator First Class Christopher Chambers and Special Warfare Operator Second Class Nathan Ingram. They both died, sadly, after uh, one of them fell into the water during an operation of trying to stop Iran from delivering weapons to the terrorist group we were just talking about. It's just a heartbreaking story. Ultimately, uh, the Pentagon is saying that one of the SEALs had to try to board the vessel where those weapons were being transported, and then he fell into the water, and then a second one dived in right after to try to save him. The Pentagon is out with this statement. Our aim remains to de-escalate tensions and to restore stability in the Red Sea. But let us reiterate our warning to the Houthis leadership. We will not hesitate to defend lives and free the flow of commerce in one of the world's most critical waterways in the face of continued threats. And that comes down from the Pentagon. Folks, it's a heartbreaking story, and we are just so sad to see this end this, this way. Our prayers and our thoughts are with both of their families during these times. We'll be right back. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Save us, save us, save us, save us, save us. 
We are here to defend democracy. The misinformation poses a threat to our nation's health. Climate change is an emergency. Democratic socialism. Codified. Everyone's right to choose. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm so proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. PatriotMobile.com slash Brianna. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Brianna. Or call 878-PATRIOT. You guys, I've said it once before, so I'm going to say it again. And under the Biden regime, I've never been more worried about my financial future. I called my good friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott, because I wanted to come up with a plan put in place to make sure I was secure. And he came up with a plan for me to invest in silver. I'm rich. I've got my silver. I'm feeling so much better about my future. I highly recommend you give him a call and just chat with his team. 720-605-3900. And you could also head over to his website if you'd like to schedule an appointment. It's kirkelliotphd.com slash Brianna. And if you enjoyed that segment, make sure you hit that like button. And if you want to see the news before it becomes the news, you have to subscribe to our channel. And well, if you have a liberal friend that you're looking to save, make sure you share this content with them.